The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. Colliersrural.co.nz It's business time. on the show as it is every Wednesday morning at this time where we catch up with Phil O'Reilly, Managing Director of Iron Duke. Morning, Phil. Hope you're well. Morning, Brian. I'm great. Cold, cold morning in Wellington, mate. Well, that's what you get at wintertime, isn't it? <laughs> 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 um, we've got a few things to talk about here. Three things. Um, firstly, some mixed news in the economy over the last couple of days. We'll start with, uh, on the good news front, both business and consumer confidence is up, and, and that's good for growth, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Those confidence numbers, we talk about those a little bit, actually, don't we? And those confidence numbers are important because if you're confident, you're more likely to buy that new Hilux or, you know, invest in that new digger or take on that new staff member. And uh, the business confidence numbers that have come out in the last week or so have been very, very strong, actually, in the sense that own confidence, the confidence I've got in my own business, is actually now just snuck into net positive territory after a long, long time of being in net negative. And that's that's, that's very good news indeed. And I think that what businesses are, are really saying here is that uh, hiring pressures have eased a little bit, particularly at that lower end of the market, tourism businesses and so on. And also the Reserve Bank saying they're unlikely to move forward on the official cash rate, although they may have to yet, who knows. But, you know, they're saying they're not going to. I think that gives business a little bit of confidence that they can see through this. But, and uh, you're seeing the same to some extent with consumer confidence, although looking at those numbers as I did yesterday, uh, it's bounced around a little bit, consumer confidence, but it's still awful. Uh, you know, mm. so it's it's improving off off a really bad base to be not quite so bad, and that's of course because of these the pressure from interest rates and uh, you know the, the petrol price rises and so on. The consumers will be feeling so mixed news, but overall good. But both both consumer confidence and business confidence moving north uh, off, admittedly a low base. And on the bad news front, I hate to touch on this one, more construction industry woes, uh, business closures, consents down. And that's that's a big sector to be in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Of course, New Zealand really relies on its construction sector, not just for economic activity, but also for the fact that you know, we want to build lots of houses and buildings and roads and so on. We know we've all got a big infrastructure deficit in our country. The important thing to understand about those numbers is that building and construction is what we call a lag indicator. They often happen. It often happens at the back end of tough economic times, and the reason for that is simple. If you've got a, a housing consent issued, you can attend to build the house. Uh, if you, you know, because you've got interest, you've got your loans sorted out, and all that sort of stuff. If you, if you're waiting for a chippy or waiting for a builder, uh, as as uh, many people have been over the last few years, and they turn up, you tend to get them to build whatever you said you were going to get, and then you stop because you see building consents much lower. You're seeing uh, construction firms starting to fall over a little bit. And that's because what's happened a year or so ago, everybody stopped building, everybody stopped doing consents, and that's got this knock-on impact to the construction sector. So let's hope, it, let's hope it's a uh, you know, temporary phenomenon, but yeah. it's likely to stick around for a while because you've got high interest rates now, of course, and you've got, um, and you've got uh, about a year's worth of potential uh, house price decreases still playing through yet, so mm. again, for just a little while. So not good news in the construction sector. And really, the reason I, I give you those two numbers, Brian, is to, is to give you somebody that the economy is really bouncing along the bottom at the moment. You know, some good news, some bad news. For everybody, good news you see, you can turn around and see a bit of bad news. Just for example, uh, low confidence amongst people, low work confidence amongst people, 
about keeping their job right now. That's, that's an interesting statistic uh, demonstrates that maybe more firms are under stress and thinking about layoffs. So, you know, for everybody, good news you show me, I'll show you a bit of that. And that's, that's really a demonstration of the economy bouncing along the bottom, as it will do for some time yet. Interesting times, that's for sure. Hey, another day and another free trade agreement. Prime Minister Hipkins, he's off uh, to the EU for the FTA next week in Brussels. Now, wasn't this the one that was criticised by some, by some in the ag sector? Yeah, that's interesting. But particularly for your listeners in, in rural and regional New Zealand, this was the one that Jacinda Ardern signed. And there was a bit of criticism from the dairy sector and the red meat sector about a lack of a lack of uh, you know the new market access for those products. A more traditional view about how New Zealand trade deals play out. Well, I've been to Europe on several occasions since the signing. It was or since the deal was agreed. And look, it's clear that the Europeans were never going to agree to that. Uh, and you know, the European business community talking to me. Are very proud of the fact that the deal got up. Uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't a done deal by any means, and they were proud of the fact that it was a new age deal. I mean, they when I talked to them about dairy access, and they just shrugged their shoulders and said it was never going to happen. You know, so the fact that we've got a deal is very good because you know, that's a huge trading economy, the the European Union, and the fact that it's a, a new age deal in the sense that it focuses on digital. It's good for seafood. It's good for lots of other things. Good for crayfish, by the way, if you're selling crayfish into Europe. So there's a lot of good things about it, but focuses on the future of our economy, uh, which, which of course, will upset maybe, maybe some of the terrestrial ag sector companies, but still a very good thing to have. And I think uh, we should all support Prime Minister Hifkin signing it because it wasn't, a, wasn't an easy thing to get it across the line with all of the European member states who had to sign up, who had to individually agree to it, which they've now done. So, you know, a good outcome, I think, uh, overall, and a very good outcome. Uh, you know, congratulations to our Ministry of Foreign Affairs and trade officials who negotiated it so diligently over many years now. Phil, good to, uh, good to catch up, mate. Wrap up nice and warm. Put the Wellington <laughs> beanie on and we'll, we'll talk again next week. Cheers, Brian. Thanks, mate. Quarter past eight here on Gold Sport. Phil O'Reilly, Managing Director of Iron Duke Partners. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy. You've got a girl. Get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl. You get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.